Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I help women unstuck themselves. And today, we're going to talk about unsticking your lips. (laughs) Well, not really unsticking, but what about lip sticking? I am all into lipstick. If you know me, you have never seen me without it. It's really rare. I love lip color. I love makeup and all things beauty. But today, I want to talk specifically about a fun topic. Why lipstick? How did this even start? Do we wear it? Why do we wear it? Does it make a difference when we wear it? If you have young daughters around or even teen daughters, this is a fun episode to listen together. Are you ready? Let's get started. If you're sad, add some more lipstick and attack. Coco Chanel. How about this one? Pour yourself a drink, put on some lipstick, and pull yourself together. Elizabeth Taylor. The quotes go on and on from women in showbiz to motivational speakers to beauty queens and celebrities. Everyone talks about throw some lipstick on and get out there. You can do this. You've got this. Is there any truth to that? Well, apparently there is, according to L'Oreal, who specializes in all things beauty. They did a little survey and they polled several thousand women and found that 75% of women who were surveyed said they feel more confident when they put on some lipstick. They may go to work with maybe lip balm or chapstick, but if the boss calls them in for a meeting, the first thing they do is really quick go in their purse and grab some lipstick. Can you relate to that? You know what else is interesting? And I don't make these rules. This is just society. This is the way it is. But women who wear makeup and specifically lipstick, that's part of it, get paid on average 20% more than women who don't. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's the way it is. So does lipstick add confidence? Heck yes, it adds confidence and it adds to your paycheck. Well, how did this whole thing start? Well, if you look back in the history, you know the ancients wore lip color. It goes all the way back to the Sumerians, which today is Southern Iraq. And the interesting thing is how they put lip color together. Do you even know what was in the ingredients of ancient lipstick? It's pretty disgusting. Let me tell you, it usually involved things like animal sweat, blood from insects, and spit. (laughs) But let me see if I can get you some more details. Let's go back to these ancient Iraqis, and then it goes into the Egyptians, then it moves into Greece. And I even looked into Italy because I love Italy and I found something out that I didn't even know. So I'm going to share that with you. Back 5,000 years ago, when the Sumerians are the first that we know of for wearing lipstick, they crushed gemstones with oil, like rubies, like gemstones, and mixed it with oil and waxes, like beeswax. That's how they did it. Then you move into the Egyptians. They wore red lipstick, and that was an indicator of social status. And the Egyptian red lipstick was made from crushed bugs. (laughs) And you know what? They were like beetles. And you're not going to believe this unless you already know, but you are still smearing beetle juice on your face if you wear pigmented lip color. (laughs) Interestingly, we still use the same product that they used in ancient Egypt. It's disgusting, right? But... This beetle is the, it's the carmine beetle. These are these little red looking things and they, oh, let me just tell you, I'm just going to read this from 
PETA. I'm using the PETA website because that's the best source because they protect everything living, right? And they're against women using makeup that has this beetle juice in it. Anyway, this red dye is extracted only from the female beetle. It is found in Mexico and Central America. It's reported that more than 70,000 beetles are killed to produce one pound of dye. 70,000 beetles. Now, I'm cool with that. I don't like insects, but I suppose everything has its purpose. You know, every bug and insect and crawly thing has a reason to be on earth. I just don't want to be around them. And you know what's interesting? You don't just put it on your lips. You might be eating it. Yes, you can possibly be eating it. You can also have it in your shampoo. They have found that this red beetle juice is called... If you want to look on your ingredients, natural red number four or carmine, that's carmine, C-A-R-M-I-N-E, shows up in not only cosmetics and shampoos, but red applesauce, red lipsticks, yogurt, drinks, and food coloring. So there you go. This five minutes has been educational for you. I'll bet it has. You might not have known that. One more thing before we move into lipstick in Greece is that we are the Carmine beetle, you know, came from Egypt. Cleopatra, Egyptian, she was known to personally crush up the Carmine beetles with red ants. And then she mixed juice from berries with the carmine beetles and the ants, and she put it on her lips. And then she tried to make it a little shiny. She would put fish scales on top of her lips because they reflected light. I imagine she did not smell good when you went to kiss her. Can you imagine Cleopatra, who was this elegant woman back in the day, right? We're talking about ancient Egypt. I'll repeat it one more time. She crushed up by herself, this is what she wanted, carmine beetles, red ants, the juice of berries, all together. She put it on to make her lips red, and when she wanted them to be shiny, so for lip gloss, she added fish scales. That gives new meaning of, man, that's a killer lipstick. (laughs) So I am going to add, the ingredients that were used in the ancient times We're not healthy. Do I need to even say that? Don't go out there and do this on your own. Women were getting sick. Some died because they were using this stuff for lip color. But back then, that's all they knew. And why did they want it? Most agree that it was a sign of youthfulness and beauty. Some say that a fuller lip was some type of a symbol of other female anatomy that gets red and full uh, when it's aroused. And I'll leave that there. So there's another way to look at it. They were trying to attract men, apparently, with their lip color. And it worked for the most part. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to ancient Greece. So the Greeks were more concerned with like their hair, hair color, and all of that. They didn't put too much value on lipstick Unless you worked in one industry, can you guess which one that is? This is where it gets interesting. You got it. Prostitutes. Prostitutes wore red lip color. In fact, if they were caught not wearing lip color, they got in big trouble because that was seen as trying to be high society because women that were not wearing lip color were not prostitutes. There was a delineation there. 
And that took me to Italy. Why would that be? Well, Greeks and Italians were very uh, Christian-based at the time, and the Christian faiths, and I would say going back, that would, you know, looking at ancient Caesar and that whole time, like way back then, think of it as like Catholicism, maybe. You can think of it that way. You were not to decorate your face with anything because you were to be grateful for the skin and the beauty that God gave you. And to paint anything on it was saying that you didn't think it was good enough, what God provided. And that is why prostitutes were required. They didn't want to. They were required by law to wear red lip color so that they would not be confused for a respectable woman of the upper class. And they also started to experiment with their own ingredients. And are you ready for this one? Greek prostitutes used red dye, sheep sweat, and crocodile droppings. Crocodile poop. (laughs) I can't even. When you read about it, you're just thinking, what means, what lengths we will go, right, to do things to ourselves? And right now, you may be thinking, if you want to translate that to today's world, what what will we do to ourselves to make ourselves feel more beautiful or look thinner or whatever? But think of, this is nothing new. We have been doing this For years and years and years, ancient times, women have been doing ridiculous things to their body to make it look more attractive or more beautiful or whatever. Well, this was required by law. Anyway, now we want to move into Elizabethan England. So you're back. Now we're up into the 16th century. And she had a red lipstick thing going on because it was her signature look with pure white alabaster skin. That was her signature, but that was the 16th century. Then you move into the 17th century, and now now this gets juicy. In the 1700s, in Elizabethan England, red lipstick became illegal on the basis that women were using it as a tool to seduce men into marriage. They were literally charged with witchcraft. That was the basis of them being charged, (laughs) arrested. It was considered witchcraft. Not only did that happen in England, that moved into the United States. So if a man was uh, seduced by a woman, if it was proven that the woman was wearing red lipstick during courtship, he could get the marriage annulled for the same exact reason. Who knew lipstick had such a fun checkered past? <laughs> it, it is really interesting and there is more to it, but I will tell you that it wasn't until the late 1800s that uh, commercial lipstick was developed where people could actually buy it. In the late 1800s, Guerlain is the company. Have you seen French perfume Guerlain? They also have makeup and they are the very first company that manufactured a red lipstick. They made it from grapefruit, butter, and wax, and it was featured in Sears and Roebuck catalog. And so by 1912, lipstick was moved in metal tubes and it was also uh, acceptable for women to wear it. No more annulment, no more, you know, bad juju if you put on the red lip. By 1923, that was the very first swivel up lipstick tube ever produced. 
And that is your 10-minute crash course in the history of lipstick. (laughs) Why am I talking about this today anyway? Well, one, it's fun. I mean, you know, sometimes we just, we want to just talk about something fun. But I also work in the beauty world and I help women step out into their best, most beautiful self because I firmly believe that when we feel better on the outside about ourselves, and I mean the way we dress, the way we carry ourselves, if we do our makeup and take some time to do our hair, I believe that empowers us and makes us feel more confident when we engage with the world around us. I do not buy into the whole argument that I am just as effective and just as powerful and just as influential in my schlepping around, and I use the word schlep a lot, schlepping around with my hair a mess, no makeup on, uh, and, you know, dressed down in sloppy clothes. I don't buy it. And Neither does the world buy it because women who are putting themselves together and putting themselves out there are earning 20% more. So I'm going to stay in the camp of put yourself together, put on some lipstick. You're going to show up more powerfully and effectively for whatever it is you're showing up for. You just are. But there's some other things about lipstick. Maybe not lipstick. Let's go to lip balm, lip you know, chapstick, anything with lips. I personally am addicted to, I I have lipstick in my bedroom. I have it in my car. I have it in my purse. I have it in the kitchen drawer. I have it everywhere. I have it in the top drawer in my bathroom. Can you relate to that? I cannot stand dry lips. I am forever making sure I have lip balm, chapstick, or something like that on my lips at all times. And if I move from one spot to the other with the lipstick, oh my gosh, my whole world goes upside down because my bathroom lipstick isn't where it's supposed to be. I can just, you know, I have to run to the bedroom then and find it. And if I move the bedroom to the bathroom, then I don't, anyway, it's a thing. (laughs) Can you tell I'm on a tangent with this whole lip thing? There are a lot of good reasons to have a nice shade of lipstick to wear. A lot of lipsticks have SPF. They protect you from harmful UV rays. They provide hydration, Today's lipsticks, if you get some of the ones in the drugstore aren't too bad. Some of them are terrible. Some of the higher end lipsticks have like aloe vera and vitamin E. They're hydrating. They are also something that can make your teeth look whiter. If you haven't taken the time or spent the money to whiten your teeth, if you have the right shade of lipstick, it can brighten your smile and it brightens it because the contrast between your teeth and the lip color. It also completes your look. It just does. There's something about being finished, whether you're going into a professional setting or you're going out on a date. You will feel more confident and more powerful if you put on a red lip. And in today's world, you're not considered a prostitute. (laughs) You can do it and get away with it. But how do you find the right shade? Because lipstick can change your mood. If you want to feel super ultra sexy and powerful, you definitely want a red lip. If you want to feel sultry sexy, you might want to have more of a nude lip with maybe a smoky eye, right? Think Kim Kardashian. If there's different moods, different shades evoke different moods. How do you decide which one works for you? Do you even know how to choose your lip color? Or should you be in the blue reds or orange reds? Should you be wearing more of the peaches and corals or more of the pinks and purples? 
Or how do you choose a nude? How do you know which nude? Because there seems to be, I thought nude was just one color. And then you go in, you look at nude lipsticks and you realize there's like 30 of them, right? How do you choose it? Well, I have something for you where you can easily use my free guide to help. And this isn't really a, a pitch or anything. This is just to help you because I spent years and years not knowing how to choose the right lipstick, the right shade for my skin tone. So I put together a free guide for you. If you want it, it's all you have to do is go into the show notes and click on the link and it'll take you right to it. It doesn't cost you anything. You just download it. It'll help you pick out the shade. Then you'll know next time you go into a store what shades to focus on. It all hinges on your skin tone. I'm going to give you another tip that's not in that free guide. When you do that, don't just go, you know, into the drugstore where you can't sample anymore because they're all like locked down now. You can barely even open the packaging. They come in sometimes. Go into a nice high-end store, uh, department store where they have free samples, where they will either send you off with a free sample or let them put a, diff- a few different shades on you and see if you like it. But leave that store and walk around with it Let it sit on your lips for about 30 minutes. Let the oils of your skin blend in with the oils from the lip color. And then look at yourself in different lighting and see if you like it. Don't commit to purchasing it unless you absolutely 100% are at the makeup counter and go, this is it. Where have you been all my life? I don't recommend that. I recommend you get samples, you play, and you walk around with it. And this is another thing I recommend. Cocktail your colors. Whatever colors you have at home right now, you don't have to just wear one. Last week, I cocktailed three different lip colors. I started with a deep burgundy red, then I put on a pink, and then on top, I put something a little more uh, peachy just to create this whole look to get a different shade that I couldn't get with anything else in my makeup bag. So you can put that anywhere and in a pinch. If it's the right shade, you can also use it on your cheeks in a tiny amount as a little blush if you're looking a little pale. So I'm going to link that PDF in my show notes if you want the free lip color guide. And I hope this was fun for you. I This is still all about self-improvement. This is something I love to talk about. I also like to talk about why. And I really do believe... When you are put together, and I mean hair, makeup, clothes, and you step out, you are more effective, more powerful, more influential. You show up because you feel better about yourself. That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. This does not have to cost you a lot of money. You don't have to spend department store high-end prices on lip color. You don't. You don't have to spend a lot of money to look your best. You can do this on a Walmart budget. You can probably do it with what you have already. Where it's going to cost you is some time to spend some time to figure out what it is that you can use, shouldn't use, what to wear, what not to wear, all of that. It's just a little time and a little effort. So I hope this has inspired you to have some fun with lip color. And if you have any questions about putting yourself together to put your best foot forward, send me an email. Christine Brunelli is my website, christinebrunelli.com. You can email me at info at christinebrunelli.com. I love hearing from you or reach out to me on Instagram in my DMs. I always check those messages. 
I hope you enjoyed this today. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you get notified the next time a new episode is released. And if this was fun for you, feel free to share it with a friend. Until next time, my friend, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.